Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, people, you know that sound, the unfiltered band. It means, yes, another episode of Unfiltered coming your way here and now. Officially, this is going to go down as episode number 152. It's the 13th installment of the Life Pod series, the 13 of those 152. This one entitled Change But Never Change. We discuss it's about to get real here on Unfiltered. Welcome and thank you, Unfiltered Band. Hopefully you're on board already. The Unfiltered Revolution, easy to do that. Jump on board and get in and follow at Casey Stern on Twitter. Jump in the bio and like, subscribe, and get on all the videos on YouTube. And welcome to most of you who are listening the way you normally do on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcasts. If you don't like the video, and I got a face for radio, so I don't blame you. You don't have to look at the YouTube. You can listen that way as you normally do. And we thank you for all of that. I've been doing it. You've been uh, joining me here from the beginning. A lot of these life pods are now 13 of them. And you know, sprinkling in different things along the way that to me are about more important things than sports. Because sports is, you know, it's been my life for most of my life. It's my passion. You know, it's been uh, my life's dream since I'm five to work in the business. I was blessed to have it be my life's work for about 18, 19 years. And now it's become, you know, a big part of my daily life's work to to find my footing back in that industry. And to continue to follow a dream that people said was dead at the beginning upon arrival, that I was able to create myself with hard work and and certainly like we all get some breaks as well and and earn and make some of those and make the most of them. And and now trying to you know find a way to you know sit here at 44 and do it all over again. Why I discuss things like this is because I always when I learned how to do sports radio. I learned it more that, you know, offense to schooling at Boston University or any schooling and learning. And I've picked up a number of things across the board in my career from people who have been kind enough to help me, who had a lot more experience than I did and show me the ropes in a number of different ways, both in radio and television. But I learned more from listening to talk radio as a kid, as a teenager and as a grown up adult than I did from anything else. I learned more by seeing the things that that and hearing things that resonated with me and made me feel something that made me laugh, that made me angry, that made me want to call, that made me want to listen, that made me involved, even that'll make you cry. And I took all those things I learned and listened to, and I turned it into, you know, you know, what I believed was the way I wanted to do radio. And that's the way I always did it in, in the 13, 14 years I did talk radio. Now, as you know, just a human being, you know, sitting here outside of the sports world in a lot of ways, I've resonated to podcasts much more than music. You know, I, I rarely listen to music, if ever, right now. And a lot of the podcasts I listen to are sports, but a lot of them are not. And I've I've picked up a lot more things about the life ones than the ones that are the sports ones. And They've all come from people who are you're not teachers or not somebody who, you know, knows anything more than 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 me or you or anybody else, nor are they saying they do. They just have life experience they're sharing. And you learn from their trials, tribulations, their mistakes, their successes. And that's resonated with me. And therefore, similar to talk radio and the way I learned it and did it for all those years and hope to one day do it again. That's why I do this. 
Because I think that sharing and and turning back around to what resonates with me, then to an audience is that's what that connection is supposed to be all about. A connection, of course, as always, that is brought to you here and unfiltered by our good friends at Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline truly is the fastest and easiest way. Bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head over to the website today. Use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, that's BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. As we get started here on what I'm entitling this as uh, change but never change. I was somebody in my life that despite things that had happened in my life was always an overly positive person and not in a fake way. That's BS. And look, I've covered athletes that are that way. I've met people that are that way. And that's what we like to say in the business and in sports would be called eyewash. I've seen a lot of eyewash in my day. A lot of people were sitting there spewing the things out there and they are just fake as you know what AF as the kids say family show. And they're out there behind the scenes. Nothing like that. But to me, I, I don't, you know, sit there and tell you as I've, I've said, you know, that I'm a, a you know, lover of all things and all people that I've never used the word stupid or that I've never been angry. It's I'm not going to sit there and tell you that because it'd be bullshit. But in terms of my attitude towards what I did for a living, who I was as a person, people I knew in my life, the craft, family, friend, environment, really didn't matter. I was always the overly positive person. And being an overly positive person, which many of you who are listening probably are, and I'm going to get to the ones who aren't as well. Many of you probably are. Some of you are positive for many right reasons, as I know I was. And what I wouldn't say are many wrong reasons, but many built-in reasons. One of the reasons why I was so positive in my life was because I had a childhood and things happen in my life that made me say to myself and say out loud in the mirror, I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to show how it's done. I'm going to show how you treat people. I'm going to show how you handle life. I'm going to show how you handle adversity. I'm going to show how you handle obstacles. And that's the person that I became in part because of that, that chip on the proverbial shoulder that many of you have. I was going to become that because I wasn't going to become him, her, them, whoever it might be in your life. And I was going to become a parent that was not going to be like, and a father that was not going to be like my father. I was going to become an example that was not going to be like the example I had and didn't. I was going to do things differently. And that's how I handled that as well. And every day, no, not consciously, but subconsciously, I continued when I ran into people who were not positive or were negative or had troubles in their life or were at a point in their life where they were low. My instinct was to bring them up. My instinct was the power to empower, 
which I've talked about before on this show, which I think is hugely important. And by the way, as I say all this stuff, you sit there and you listen to the sports episodes and you're like, these episodes, I can't stand this crap. I don't want to hear about it. I hate myself. I'm angry or I don't need the positivity. I'm the greatest person ever. More power to you. All the respect to you. All the R-E-S-P-E-C-T. I'm with you. I got you. I'm here from you. And we were going to do sports. But this is for the people who may need this, may want this, may be inspired, may, may just resonate, may share. It's for all that. It's the therapeutic nature of everybody putting out there what's gone right and what's gone wrong. Change, but never change. One of the other reasons, the built-in reasons I was such a positive person was because I and had such a drive to be somebody who wouldn't hurt others the way I was hurt physically, emotionally, otherwise, who wouldn't treat others the way I was treated, who wouldn't strand others the way I was stranded, wouldn't leave others the way I was left. But all of that makes you somebody who is not only positive for the right reasons, but positive to the point where you become a pushover. Somebody who is to be taken advantage of by anybody and everybody when they notice who you are. You know, for me, and I'm sure it's different for all of you, and please share. Again, you know, uh, I've I, when I get DMs on stuff like this, when I do these pods, I mean, it, it means an extraordinary amount to me. I mean that. So, you know, share with me there. You can, you know, obviously get in the YouTube comments and certainly, you know, get on Twitter as well publicly. That's up to you. Um One of the things that I noticed in my life was and this is this is probably something i realized in my in my late teens early 20s because i had low self-esteem i was insecure a lot of of you know what came with that positivity i mean i've talked about this in a in life pod long before this in this podcast i've talked about this over the years on radio and been honest about it too one of the things that my anxiety that i had you know, a lot as a kid and as a young adult came from was from insecurity and low self-esteem from all the things I'd gone through. And then what happened with that was I would people please. And my people pleasing way was to entertain, was to make people laugh. I'm not a comedian. I'm not somebody who can go on stage and write jokes, but I feel confident enough saying that anybody who really knows me and forget about just listening to me on air or watching me would, would tell you I'm, I'm, fairly naturally funny in terms of sarcasm and things of that nature. That's, that's, you know, I'm no writer, but you just naturally, that's my attitude seems to be one that people enjoy being around and I can make people laugh. And that was my people pleasing ability. That was my ability to get people to like me because I didn't believe and like myself enough to believe I was enough without that. That was a need for me. I felt in that giving and in those gifts that I would give of those laughs and of that entertainment and of that being that friend people wanted to be around and that ear for people to, to talk to and that shoulder for people to lean on, I felt like I was giving what I needed to give for you to like me. And that's a life I've lived for most of the 44 years of my life, including today, sitting here on Groundhog Day of Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. I am still built that way. I will still meet people and think, I need to win you over. 
I'm a WWE wrestler who needs a pop. I'm a baseball player who needs a curtain call. I am someone who needs you to like me. That is how I'm built from all of that insecurity. So when you take those things, and a lot of you are probably that way, and a lot of people listening to this resonates with it one way or another, and some maybe straight across the board, and you're a positive person, you now are built in a way that your attitude towards obstacles is always going to be, this is coming at me here, but I'm going to hit it with heart. I'm going to hit it with desire. I'm going to hit it with determination. I'm going to hit it with positive attitude, and I'm going to turn you. I'm going to make that WWE reference again, that face turn. You may be a heel, you may be negative, but I am going to, hello, Coldplay, I'm going to fix you. That's what I was. I'll use now, drop pop culture everywhere. Wreck-It Ralph with the, the fixer, right? With the fixer, you know, or the real fixer-upper if you want to go frozen. I got kids, people. But that's what I was as a human being. That's who I've been my whole life. So there are positives that come from being a positive person and in an attitude in the way you handle yourself. But if it comes from the wrong place, you learn late in life and me in my 40s and me in the worst way possible over the last 18 months. When you really reflect on it, you learn that that came from a need to fix everyone, to save everything, to make everyone happy, to make them happier than you were. When you were treated bad, when you were left, when you were stranded, when you were down, when you were young, when you were hurt, when you were sick, when you were this, when you were that. You are on life's purpose to make sure that doesn't happen to anyone else what happened to you. And you become that. The fixer, the saver, some hero in your own mind that only feels good about themselves when other people feel good because of you. It's, a, it's, a, it's not a good way to live. It's what happens. And that positivity, although it's real, it's genuine, it's not fake. That's how you are. That's how you feel. You don't realize that some of it comes from insecurity. So when it's time not to be positive and it's time not to feel love and it's time not to feel empathy and it's time not to feel the savior and not to fix, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to change, but never change. Of all the lessons I've learned in the last five years of my life, which have been, you know, I, I would have told you, you know, this is how life works, right? You know, when you can't color between the lines and you're frustrated, it, you know, kindergarten, you're upset, you had a bad day, you don't like the teacher in second grade. I remember I had a note in school when I was in third grade because I threw a pencil in class to make people laugh. Here we go again. And the teacher wrote a note and I, I forged the note and signature and then got in more trouble. And I, I remember all of that like it was yesterday, right? All right. And all the lessons, I those are the worst days of your life. And then it's the worst day when you, you're not getting along in high school. And then it's the worst day when, what am I going to, where am I going to go to college? Or then you need to drop out of college. Or you don't go to college. Or your first job, everybody got everything bad and all of that. Until you realize my whole, my whole life been been cereal boxes and Hallmark cards up to this. And that's where I ran into at about 40 years old. And then you get to a point where because of you are built in a way that your attitude has been so positive. I mean, look, I, I am a very fallible human being. And 
far from perfect. I'm a far from perfect man, far from perfect son, friend, father, far from perfect. But I am always trying to do my best to get better, and I always have my heart in the right place. That's where I understand myself good and bad. And I say that because as I take my own temperature, if you will, I tell you, honestly speaking, that if I say something I feel pretty confident that on a good side that I could say, I'll say it and feel like, okay, I, I, I know that this is the case. Not just me seeing it. If I say something bad, that's how I feel about myself too. I can honestly tell you that you could go talk to anybody I've ever worked with and anybody who's listening now that I worked with, because, look, I, I know how this world works. Trust me, every time I do this podcast, I'm like, there are people I've worked with that are sitting there that are talking shit about me behind my back about what I do now and, and how many you know podcast listens, thousands, you know, versus the millions you used to watch me. And I know how wor the world is, people. Trust me, right? But anybody who's listening or watching or is anywhere that has ever worked with me, and I hope they can say this about you, whatever you do for a living, can tell you that I made it fun that I enjoyed myself, that I was positive. I love the hell out of what I do. It has been my dream since I'm five years old. So a lot of the positivity is drawn from good places and attitude and the impact. People will not remember what you said. They will not remember what you did. They will remember how you made them feel. And I was destined in my life to make sure as much as I could, and I didn't bat a thousand, as much as I could make other people feel good. That's what my life's purpose was. And then when I got into a situation where I ran into obstacles that nothing in your life can prepare you for, that your attitude can't prepare you for, that your positivity can't prepare you for, that your life experience can't prepare you for, that your back of the baseball card can't prepare you for, that your parents and teachers can't prepare you for. Then I was on an island trying to figure it out, trying to figure out how to stay positive, trying to figure out how to be that person. And somehow, some way, I was able to, for the most part, as much as is humanly possible, do that. But not for me, I did it for others. Did it for family, did it for my kids. And when you are that way, and eventually you get to a point where, you know, the way I look at it, and I've, I've read and, and heard, I've, I've read a lot of books on this the last year. I've talked about that. I, I didn't read for like 20 years and then started reading lots of books. I've read a lot of books on this. I've heard lots of different ways to descri describe it. The way I look at it, because I'm a video game player, is, or at least I used to be. It's another thing. It's amazing how many you know, things became reminders. I don't listen to music anymore. And I, I, you know, I used to love video games and really enjoy them. And, and you know, now my, my kids play and, and I don't. When you look at a video game and you get a power bar and it, it is, you know, how much power is on a meter for, you know, if you're playing street fighter or something, right. It's on the top of the screen and I'm showing on video, but I, you know, obviously if you're listening, you understand this, right? And <clears throat> you're sitting there and you get kicked. <clears throat> it's in the red and I need health, <clears throat> a health bar. You want to look at it that way, all right? When you go through things in life and are a positive person, and many of you, I'm sure, have had this happen to you, that health bar, of which I'll call the positivity bar, your attitude bar, 
which certainly is attributed and withheld also. That begins to dissipate and get lower. So your armor that you've built up and all the things that you do to protect others around you and or yourself from allowing those moments to hurt you to a point that you cannot survive it, to use your positivity to delay it or to battle it or to overcome it, that bar gets lower and then it gets lower and then it gets lower. That is what happened to me over a span of about 24 months. And during that whole time, I was living a public life, the very public, much more. I mean, now I, I've mentioned this before. I'm enjoying living kind of a private life outside of what I put out there. I'm, I'm you know, just some nobody waiting tables and I'm happy with that. Right. I, I really, as crazy as that may sound, I mean, I'm, not, I'm following my life dream, but I am getting into conversations about sports as a fan and nobody's, you know, trying to, you know, ask me, you know, who I've met or, or you know, who's the coolest guy you interviewed and nobody trying to do anything and nobody trying to ask me any questions. Like, I, it's just, it's great that way. It, it's great that way. I got in a conversation a couple of days ago for like 30 minutes about somebody, you know, being from Detroit and talking about, you know, th their sports there. And I'm not even from there. And I was just like so happy to just talk about just that's fine. Like I'm in. Awesome. And they, they, I'm just some diehard fan, which is what I am anyway. I'm no important than anybody else, but I'm enjoying that. But when you're doing it publicly and you're in all this, that that help that that it's not even hell. It's that positivity bar, I'll call it on your video game at the top. It just goes lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. So what happens is, is that you are still, which I was, every day with the people in my life and my kids and at work. I was, I was full stop, right? Hands up to buffer all that negative out and to handle it internally and then putting out the positive on the air, off the air, behind the scenes every damn day. And I'm proud of that because that was at the time. And I wish, I wish, I wish upon wish myself and my kids and my life that it was the hardest thing I'd ever have to go through. I, I thought it was, it was not, but I'm proud of how I handled that because of how difficult that is right for anybody. And, and that's not being some, that that's just, that's just real life. You've all gone through difficult things. doesn't matter what the hell it is. This, this is more like, Hey, I know you've been through this, but here's what I learned about the part we're going to get to, which is the change that not change because how do you then, when that bar goes empty, and at the same time that bar goes empty, all of a sudden your support system goes empty. Then what? Because that is what happens in life to everyone at some point in life. And that is what happened to me, and it had happened to me before once in my life. But it had never happened to me at a point where my bar, my bar is always full. So something like that happens and and you, know, you go through a terrible situation where it doesn't matter what it is. It could be losing a job. It could be, you know, losing a loved one who passes away. It could be, you know, somebody uh, you know, cheats on you. Somebody leaves you. Somebody it could be anything. Right. It could be you could you get into a bad accident. It could be a million things. It could be right. But that worst of worst things that's going to happen that you got to get over and you got to somehow survive, that thing happened to me in the closest way possible to me when my bar then was empty. 
So I didn't have a positive bar to then do what I normally do, which is to be somebody who like, is that even real? Because there's no better compliment you can give me than like when, you know, I, I had people close to me, like they, they don't even know, you know, what to say if they're trying to say something bad about me. So they just say it's fake because they know it's not. And it's not because it because they couldn't do it because most people could not find a way to be positive after all of that. But I always been able to do that. But then that bar empty. Now what? Well, I'll tell you what. Your character goes down. Your character in that game falls down. Your character in your life falls down. You have a harder time standing up. You have a harder time standing up for yourself. You have a harder time standing up to find your character that you've had within and that attitude that's gotten you up to that point. And you don't have a reserve to go to. You can't find your health bar. You can't look at the top of the screen. You don't got lives left. You got nowhere to go. Then what? That is the life lesson that everybody goes through at some point in their life, I'm sure, in some ways. And many, I'm sure, have dealt with it in many worse ways. You know, God bless, not saying not, than, than I did. But that is what happened to me. 18 months ago. And I didn't have that bar full anymore. Now, I know, just like many of you who are that way in your life, that for people in my life and anybody I'd been around, everybody in my life, that everybody knew the kind of person I was. They knew, look, look I, I mean this, I got lots of faults. But if, if you know me for real and you think you know somebody who's got a bigger heart than me, you're lying. Because it's the biggest fault and the biggest strength I have. It's all I got, and it's all I don't got. It's who I am, who I've always been. I remember being uh, playing football with my friends when I was about uh, when I was about twelve years old, and I was a quarterback, and it was the dumbest way to get injured. But the the guy who was the center, you know, it was like you know, we had like one, two, three blitz. Basically, I think is what we were doing at the time, and he hiked the ball, and the guy was blitzing in front of him. But I think he got a little bit like overly, uh, I don't want to say afraid. He was a friend of mine, but perturbed by the guy that was about to, that was larger than him, about to try and jump over him to get to me. And I was quarterback and he backed up so fast into me. Like I, I didn't even have the ball yet that he elbowed me in the face and my, I was gushing blood out of my nose. It was not broken. I was shocked. I got a black eye. Like it was really bad. And I played for like another two and a half hours well, like I, I remember, like you, my shirt was full of blood, took it off, played with no shirt on. It was in the rain like some animal, like 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 who the hell am I? But that's like my whole life has been that 12 year old. Like if if nobody else can or if I'm not supposed to or if I'm hurt and and I got a chance to show other people what hard is, that's where I'm going to be. That's who I've been to a fault. Change, but never change. How do you have that and use it? but know when to turn it off. That's what I never understood. That's where I was a zero. Didn't understand how to change, but never change. Because you don't want to change who you are. You don't want to become somebody who is into revenge, and I'm not. Takes joy in other people's pain. I don't. Wants to, you know, right wrongs that have been done to them. I don't. My kids? Sure. Me, don't care.
You don't want to be the person who feels so much that you can't stop yourself from fixing that hurt. Because the heart's so big, you use it right, change but don't change. Never change the big heart. Never change being positive. Never change your attitude. Never change what you use it for. Never change who you are. But you have to change how you are in moments when you are tested and that positivity bar is empty. And at that, I failed. I lost the game. At that, it was game over for me. I didn't have any positivity bar left. Now, trust me, I sat for a long time and said, well, you know, that's not my fault because, you know, people around me, you know, including, you know, the causes of what I was going through knew more than anybody. I, what I'd gone through, I mean, you wouldn't wish on anybody. I blame other people. I, I made it about them. I made it that I, you know, I deserve answers. And yeah, as people, we do. You know, look, I, you know, the why not mattering takes a long time. It's, it, it's part of the, the growth I've gone through in the last couple of years that's the hardest for me, right? Professionally and personally, I still have so many whys that I'll never know. And more on the personal personal side. I mean, I you know we're right about the time now. You know, two years ago to you know, I'm 44 years old. I've been through a lot of good, a lot of bad. I've had you know a, a pretty you know incredible life and been incredibly blessed as a father and and in the business. And I've I've had you know some bad things going. I've never had a, a, you know anything that I've I've missed not understood and and never will the rest of my life happen to be like happened to be two years ago almost to the date. But. What I have learned in all of this is that it's not about going back to Joseph Asai. It's not about the mistake you made. It's not about the mistake you make forgetting who you are, losing yourself, allowing other people to walk all over you, making your own mistakes and reacting. You got to understand negative people, they only want you to react. Now, I never understood that because people will tell you in my life, I got the smallest circle you could probably have. I cut out people in my life about 10 years ago, and I was down to literally a handful of people. No, no BS. Like outside of work, literally, like we're talking about a handful of people that I spoke to in my, in my life. Now, that's maybe not a healthy way to handle things, but I'm just being honest with you because that's what unfiltered is, is what I'm doing. That literally, a hand, and it's not, I mean, geez, I'm a people person. I can make tons of friends. And I had tons of acquaintances that were friends and tons of peers in the business that were friends. But my small circle was my small circle because I could not deal with drama and I would not deal with drama. And I could not deal with negativity and I would not deal with negativity. No one was going to stop me from the dream I had in my life and for my kids and for my family and for the people around me. No one. And that's how I live my life every day. And that's why I cut people out. But it made me susceptible to not, when I wasn't prepared, when something or someone in the circle is not what you thought, that I had no defense. And then I made to, uh, you know, do the opposite of the movie, all the right moves, all the wrong moves. Then, then you are somebody who does not know how to refill that bar on your own because at the point that it happens to you, now you feel negative for the first time. That positivity bar is gone. 
You can't find your attitude. You can't find your peace. You can't find your positivity. Now you're searching it from other people. Now you're searching for it at work. And what if it's not there? Now you're searching for it in a relationship. What if that's not there? Now you're searching for it in a family. What if that's not there? How do you refill that bar? What the hell are you going to do? Now all you care about during those moments are the people that I wrote down the list. I remember this delight. The people who are talking behind your back. The people who are taking things out on you that aren't your fault. The people that are are trying to put you down. The people who are trying to blow out your candle and make theirs burn brighter. The people who won't let the bitterness go or in a lot of cases let you go. That consumes you because that bar is gone. So how do you refill it? How do you change but never change? How do you change what you react to and who you are and how you grow as a human and a man or a woman, a father or a mother, a son or a daughter, a friend, a sister, a brother, a co-worker? How do you, a trainee, a trainer, a teacher, a student, how do you then rebuild that bar? How do you change how you react moving forward for the rest of your life but never change what put you in that position when that bar was full. Never change that you're not them. You're you. That you would never send somebody down a river, strand them, leave them abandoned, ruin their life, fire them. Whatever the case is, whatever it is for you, whatever's happened to you, whoever's wronged you. I don't care if somebody gave you the finger and a traffic light. As minimal as that, whatever it is, the people who are just negative, the people who are on Twitter looking back for years of vlogs trying to find shit about people, the people who got nothing better to do than the point. I've been around people who are in public places and they look and they're complaining. Look what she's wearing. Look what he's wearing. Look, look what they're doing. They're not people watching for fun. They're people watching for the schadenfreude like in Survivor just to make sure that they feel better about their life because they feel shitty about their life. I've been around all that. I've been around all that. And my whole life was about fixing those people. My whole life was about saving those people. My whole life became that, consumed by that. How do you change but never change? How do you keep the heart and the mind and the attitude and better it and prosper with it and hone it and be around positivity and do those things, but then also be prepared that when everything hits the fan and everything goes wrong and your bar is empty, that you don't become like them. I have had opportunities in my life, as I'm sure you will have opportunities in yours. And I wish and I hope and pray for all of you that they're not the opportunities I had to do so. But I've had opportunities in my life to get back. It was literally the last thing I'd ever want to do and has never been a decision I, I have ever regretted. I have no interest and no joy in anyone else hurting, ever. Quite the opposite. I feel guilt to an incredible level when anything happens in my life, and I'm an empath. But I'm also somebody who had that bar full for 42 years. Some of you had it 27. Some of you had it 17. Some of you had it 65. And some of you are sitting there, and it's empty. And you don't know what the hell to do. You lost your job. You got laid off. You, you're, you're, yeah, who knows what it is? In a divorce, you're going through a life change. You are, are 
you know, having trouble talking about anxiety or sexuality it could be a million things for a million different people. But your bar broke, your bar empty, and your character on that screen about to go down. The key to not going down and the key to how many of you will and how I got back up is remember that that bar on that screen is not what defines you. It's not what you've gone through. It's not what you've survived. It's who you are that enabled you to survive it. It's who you were that enabled you to get there and do it. It's who you've always been to put you in position for the unposition, to prepare you for the unprepared, and to get you in a spot where you can get back up, that you could fill the bar yourself, that you can break the game, change the game, start it over, pause it, or anything you want in your life, depending upon what obstacle you're dealing with, and take that moment and remember that that bar is a graphic on a screen. The bar you got in your heart and your will and your determination, your attitude, your positivity, that bar to grow, that bar to learn, that bar, like Nelson Mandela says, to, to not lose and to learn, that bar you own. These papers with all these things that all these people did in your life and all the things that you thought, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm never going to let them. I'm going to make them pay. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. There are people who live their entire lives that way and never will get over it. There are people who do these things to other people and still don't even realize it's all been their fault and have no accountability and they don't care that you're drowning. But that's not their responsibility. That's yours. That's mine. That's ours as human beings to not knock others down, to not get back, but to get up. I used to do sales many years ago, many, many years ago. I've told this story, but many years ago. And there used to be, there's all kinds of different things you learn. Um, you know, I don't go past the clothes and, you know, uh, cost and benefit. And, and there's all kinds of, you know, trying to remember like all these meetings I had, right? There's something you learn a long time ago, at the beginning of sales, you learn. It's called show, don't tell. Don't tell me what you're going to do for me. Show me. Don't, Tell me what you're going to do for me. Show me. You know how many damn people I have had in my life and how many you're going to have in yours? The closest people to you in the best possible scenario that in your mind you think you're living in a Hallmark card are going to sit there and tell you and sell you and never show you. It's going to happen all the time. But it's your job and it's my job not to do the same thing. Because telling them and showing them are two different things. If you were always the person that had the heart and always the attitude, and you're the person that's in the right, whether at your job or in your relationship or in your marriage or whatever it may be, or in your parenting or as a kid or whatever situation you're in right now, if that is your truth, I mean real, keeping it real life, that's your truth, you don't speak it. You show it. That is how I learned to change, but never change. It's about continuing to show there's a better way. It's about continuing to show 
that it is okay to be fallible. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to be in pain. It's okay to have problems. It's okay if you have an illness, whatever it may be that you're going through. What's not okay is not supporting those people when they are down, even if you haven't been. What's not okay is not supporting and loving people around you when they go awry, even if they wouldn't do the same for you. Because you can change how you react to things. You could change how you look at things. But if you care, never change. Unfiltered, as always, is brought to you by good friends at Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.